Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, listeners. This is Rick Witted, host of the podcast show on Your Way to Work. We're talking to you, the worker on the workplace floor, about the things you need to do and the path you need to take to one day maybe have your boss's job. And I'm sitting in the office of David Paul of Paul and Perkins, PA. David, thanks for coming back on the other side. Glad to be here. I appreciate it. Um, so last week, we talked about a lot of stuff. And so listeners, if you did not hear last week's episode, please stop the tape. It's like spoiling the end of the movie. Go back, listen to uh, last week's show, and then plug in. Catch this one on the ride to work, and then catch today's episode on your ride home. I think you'll enjoy it. So David, last week we talked about career tattoos. And we're really talking about reputational yes. uh, career reputations. And so... You said some great things that I want to recap before we go into today. And listeners, I want you to get your pen and paper. I'm going to talk with David about what are the list of deadly career tattoos to completely avoid? And then what are those crucial marks, those crucial tattoos that a career can't do without? But first, let's just summarize for you some of the learnings that I personally got from David last week. David, you said some things that I think were amazing. Words you talked about were authenticity, accountability, and repentance. And I was really talking about, can you remove a mark? How can you remove a mark? And so what did you mean by, by those, three, those three words? Well, I, you know, it, it is a situation where an employee makes a mistake and they've done something wrong or they fumbled a ball. And then the question is, how do you handle it? Yep. And um, it's a fork in the road for everyone when you're facing it. And, and in my experience, that's where you will have some type of tattoo. Your reputation will be made and, and, and broken, I believe, long term and how we handle our fumbles almost as much as how we handle the, the most successful moments of our career. And I think the way to handle those is one, authenticity, which is just being honest. Right. Being um, real. Being real. Yeah. Being real about this is what really happened. Not sugarcoating, not 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 trying to spin something because we're all tired of uh things that get spun and in particular supervisors managers owners um they want somebody who is authentic and real and and then the second thing is accountability which is just saying i'm responsible for my actions i'm not going to blame someone else i'm i'm not going to blame the circumstances i'm going to say i did this i'm responsible for it i'm sorry and uh and i think as an as a business owner and an employer 
it's so important that we have people when I know when they make a mistake, they're going to be real about it. They're going to be authentic about it. And then the third thing is just repentance, which is just turning them saying, this is what I'm going to do to avoid this happening again. Um, not having me having to figure out how are we going to avoid it, them literally coming to me proactively being authentic, um, being accountable, and saying, I have the solution for how this isn't going to happen again. I, 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 I love how you put that. Um, and so, listeners, here's the word picture you just got. You got a person that walked into David's office and said, boss, here's what I did. Um, and, and this is what that caused. And I own that. I messed that up. Here's what I want to do to fix it. Here's, here's the thing that I have in mind. What are your thoughts about this? I need your direction. And, and, I, and um, I'd love your guidance. And that's the word picture to everything he just said. That would be the show. That would be the movie on what he yes. just said. And I, I am telling you, he is so right. Um, it is it. More is learned about you about you know in the way you handle things, you, the, particularly the rough things or the tough things, or the uncomfortable things or the hard things or failures or rejections. Maybe you want the job really bad and you didn't get it more is more is written on your resume that isn't on that paper about how you handle that and your patience and and you're willing to 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 grow from that and to go back to the davids of the world and say boss help me understand why why i didn't get that and what i can do and can you can you help me put together a plan to get those deficits filled and, and one of the things we talked about last time was the, the concept that we are building a reputation. We don't, we don't, it's like we can choose to build it or not. We all are going to have a reputation, whether we're conscious of it or not. And one of the key things that we're going to have, you know, a reputation tattoo about that sticks with us is, are we teachable? Yeah. And, and, and that's what ultimately what this really shows mm -hmm. is when you have someone who, who comes in and they're authentic and, and they're they're uh, responsible for what they did and and they they have at least the intent to be repentant what that shows is someone who's teachable that's someone who can move from being a, a, a B player to an A player or a C player to a B player um, but when you have somebody who tries to cover that up or ignore what really happened and just try to move on, the, the danger is a mark or a tattoo of this person isn't teachable. And yeah. that really is a dangerous, dangerous tattoo for anyone that has real aspirations. Yeah, yeah. So listeners, almost 30 episodes, I guarantee you in 90% of those, you're going to hear that phrase. Um, from many different business owners and professionals, whether you've heard the word teachable on this show, humility on this show, coachable on this show, that one's just crucial. A, a business owner, a manager is paid to run a business. You have to be able to do what they need you to do. And whether you like it or not, some of your parents listening, right? You know the big picture that your kid doesn't know. And that boss knows the big picture, right? He knows where he's taking it. Whether he or she should take it there or yes. not doesn't matter. It's his show, her show. They know where they're going to take it. If you're not coachable and teachable, you could break something. And that's very scary to a manager. 
uh, in the workplace environment. So that that that's great. And so let me just, you said something, I just want to ask you now. So even if I'm just sleeping, doing nothing, I'm making a reputation, I don't get it. You, you know, it, it's like a, the reality and the truth of the world, which is, Every uh, every single person in the workforce, they are they are a billboard for who they are by the way they live their lives. Okay, right. they don't. They, it does. They could say whatever they want, but how they're living their lives is going to form an opinion about who they really are. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, I I know a a quick funny story. Literally thirty years ago, there was a guy who had a summer job at a very large law firm in Orlando. And his objective was, can I get paid all summer long without doing anything? Yep. It's 30 years since then, and that story is still told, okay? <laughs> his reputation to this day, 30 years later, he wasn't consciously trying to build a reputation as uh, someone who was trying to skate by and get paid without work. He wasn't trying to do that. But now 30 years later, whether he was conscious of it or not, we do build our reputations. Yeah. So we might as well consciously choose what are we really trying to build. That's right. It, so listeners, here's what we're not saying. Uh, we're not saying be paranoid about everything you say or do. You're going to make a mistake if you do that. You're yes. going to you're going to fumble a lot if you do that. That's not the message that you're hearing from David. That's not the message you're hearing from me. But what we are saying is be conscious of how you represent yourself and the firm in the workplace. And a lot of times we just get comfortable because I I think I've told this story before, right? I had an aunt who, uh, an aunt in the family who, it doesn't matter, good, bad, doesn't matter. Family's family, they always have a place in her home. They can always come by and eat a really, really good dinner. She's just going to take care of them. And her belief is, she always says to me, baby, your family's what they are. You got what you got. And if you're in the workplace, yeah, you chose to work there. And until you choose not to work there, when you're there, they're your family. You got what you got. Yes. And uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics will tell us that 9.9 hours in a working week, we are at work. Uh, and that's more than anything else. The next closest thing is seven hours sleeping on average. We don't spend that much time in, in, in acts of worship, in acts of family, in acts of exercise, and even watching TV as much as we watch that darn thing. We spend more time at work. It is your family. Here's the risk, guys, and I've said this before. You get comfortable, and you have to be careful how comfortable you get. Yes. It is a professional environment. It is never a personal environment. It may feel personal, but it is a professional environment. You are at work. And you have to be careful with the conversations you had. So here we are three decades later and a guy who may have said something off the cuff being funny going, hey, I'm going to try to maximize my money with doing nothing as much as I possibly can. Somebody heard that. And I guarantee you at another table, that became his commercial. Let me tell you what I mean by this. And I guarantee you each of us have heard this. David, I know you said it. I've said it. Everybody said it. Have you ever started a conversation with this? Now, don't tell anybody. I wasn't supposed to tell. Yeah, sure. We all have. Sure. So trust me, 
I don't care how secretive you think it is. Everybody has someone else that they're as aligned or more aligned to than you. So be careful how you respond. And I, and I think the relationships that we build in the workplace, having strategic, real relationships really is a key piece of, of how um, we're going to ultimately avoid disastrous career tattoos and build positive ones. I mean, I, I think strategic relationships, I think the harder a person is just trying to uh, make their own case, um, the harder it is for them to make their own case. Yeah. Whereas if we build around us strategic relationships where we have um, cheerleaders for us, people that will be uh, cheering and, and helping to be sure we have positive career tattoos and also defenders and people that are helping to guard us and have our back when things are going on that will be real negative tattoos, just having real relationships like that, I think it makes an enormous difference. I agree. You talked about this uh, as we were setting up last week. You talked about creating cheerleaders and, and developing defenders. And, and right now we're, we're really talking about how do you manage career. Yes. So tell me a little bit about what you mean there, creating cheerleaders and developing de defenders. Well, well, cheerleaders professionally in terms of the workplace, those yes. are people that will help to tell the message, the positive message, and promote you. And it's anything from both having basically someone above you who will be championing the, the cause for you, but also people in your peer group. You right. want people that are, when there's some type of discussion going on, they're saying, look, Rick, Rick's solid. Rick is the guy we want here. So that's what cheerleaders are. Their yeah. job is to, to help tell the message. Imagine a cheerleader with a megaphone sitting there speaking the message for you yeah. so you don't have to be self-promoting. That's great. That that just seems like autopilot career success, if you can get to that place. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't happen instantly. No, it doesn't. You earn it. You earn it. I got gotcha. you. So the same side of that, same table, the guy's cheering, and someone else at the same table, right? This could be a big table. Yes. Says, I don't know. I, But I seen him, or I heard that he, whatever, negative. And then, so it seems like this cheerleader now could become a defender. Yes, and they... sometimes they're the same person, and okay. sometimes they're not. Yeah, you know, but but the concept of a defender is someone who, when uh, your reputation is being tossed around like a rag doll at a table, mm -hmm. they're going to step in and say, "Not today," you know, "Not not at this table, not while I'm here," and they defend you and they help make the case for you. I think more often than not, the defender. Is, uh, is going to be the cheerleader, the same person, but many times they're not. I mean, oftentimes the wow. best cheerleaders are in your peer group. The, yeah. it's, there's nothing more powerful than when people you're competing with or on the same level of employment as you, when there's a moment they're saying, this guy is the real thing, okay? That is just huge testimony because the incentive would be to not say that. So right. so it's great to have, have peer cheerleaders, and that just comes from time. Yeah. The defenders, you want a big brother. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want to find a big brother who has uh, influence in your organization, and, and then just over time build a relationship where they feel ownership 
over your career. One of, one of the things I, I love is um, the men who, when I first started my career, were my defenders, and I needed them often. <laughs> I just needed. I needed. I, I was in yep. a world where there were, you know, flaming arrows coming at me yep. all the time. New and levels, new devils, too. No and the higher doubt you go about up, it. Yes. The more demons you run into, right? Just but find the craziness. same guys, those guys that were my defenders back back then, today, they're still in my life. Yeah. You know, they they are they are still in my life, and 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 that is a you know, it's first of all, it's enriching. But second of all, it has made me, as an employer and a manager, want to be a defender. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the thing, it's hard to defend people when they're character issues. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, as I was listening to you say that, just thinking about, you know, there's been many times I've been a cheerleader and a defender. Um, and, I, you know, I can just think of where you know someone who i work with or works for me or i work in the same environment i've heard yeah no they're not they're not ready they can't do it because you know this this and this and i would step in quickly and go listen i i don't know where you got that image from but i can tell you what i've seen and what i've seen over the past 12 24 months however long that i've been involved with this person i've seen this 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 and this and i absolutely think they could rise up to that challenge. Yes, and, and and what inherently that means, not from the defender's perspective, but from the worker's perspective, it means I did quality work. I was consistent. I was coachable. I was teachable. Um, um, I I was careful in the way I represented the organization, etc. Because the, the risk for the defender is that now they own your reputation as well. Yes. So if they're defending you. And you're not, and you've been playing smoke and mirrors. That's going to bite them, and, and then now that defender is going to be a, the worst critic of all. Well, and so the ownership when you have somebody that that really is taking ownership, defending and promoting your career. Yeah. Um. I when I think of the men who were played that role in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay. They look at my firm today, and they feel like I, I was. I helped do that. Mm-hmm. You know, literally, they feel nothing but pride when they think of that. They took such ownership over that <clears throat> that it's an it's a reflection of their legacy. Yep. Um, and and it's all the more reason why not only do we not want to let down ourselves and our family and all of that, we have other people that that we are a reflection. Yep. Of them because they've spent their careers investing in us. I think about you're so right, David. I think about I've just in the past year or so. I mean, I've you know I've experienced some great success in my own career, mm-hmm. and having that privilege to go back and talk to my defenders. And in these case, most of these, all of these, probably were former bosses of mine, and these have been just great men and women that I've heard the things they've said about me in the circles where it mattered yes. and about how I was reliable and or dependable. And you know, I can remember talking to each and every one. I could see their faces and just remember saying, hey, you know, I just want to thank you. I look back on some milestones in my career and I've always seen you there. Oh, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. And I remember uh, one person, um, she said to me, she said, that's why I do what I do. 
Oh man, it just oh. yeah, I could have got I, choked up in the moment. I <laughs> have I have someone who was n- not even part of my organization, but I I I knew they were an influencer yeah. early on. Yeah. And uh, and I formed a real relationship with them and I would make a point periodically to send just a short handwritten note to them. Hey, I just want to thank you for making such an impact in my life. Real short and I knew every time he'd get it, I knew he'd feel uncomfortable. It was slightly uncomfortable for him. He right. wasn't a touchy-feely guy. Yeah. And I talked to him recently, and he said to me, in my top desk drawer, and this is a guy who's accomplished a lot, Right. he said, I still have those notes. Yeah. Write that down, guys. Truth nugget. Uh, write it down. I'm telling you to write it down. I've done the same thing. It matters. Yeah. It, ma- it sets you apart. And uh, there is someone somewhere in your career path, unless you're on day one, first time ever, um, and even there, somebody hired you. There is someone who's been a bridge for you. If you want to build those relationships, that means you want to have defenders. Yeah. Build them. Get to know them. Thank them. You know, uh, acknowledge them. You can go a long, long way for a lasting career if you do that. So, David, let's switch a little bit. I know we're probably going over time here soon if I don't hurry up. I know my producer's going to say something in a minute. So let's talk now about, and I'm a guy of list. Uh, I don't know why, but I like list. So let's list out the three, and we've talked about them, but let's list out the three deadly tattoos, career reputational tattoos to avoid. Let's just, just bullet point. What, what are those? And I think we can summarize some of our conversation. Okay. I, you know, I would say the number one thing is uh, real character. That uh, if you want to know the one that is the tattoo that the 80-year-old person who had it done when they were 16 wishes was erased, it's a character one. Yeah. And, and most importantly, it's the character of deception. Yeah. Uh, that covers up and doesn't uh, doesn't want the world to see what really is going on. I believe that's that is a fatal uh, career tattoo that is very hard to hard to erase. Second is not accepting responsibility. Uh, someone who um, over time and over a pattern just never really wants to accept responsibility even if it's out in the light they're they're blaming other people and they're they're blaming everything in the world other than saying look this was on my watch i accept responsibility regardless of what anyone else did those regardless people of me. the circumstances yeah yeah those and, people scare me because they'll run you over yes yeah yes and and there's value to i mean i found the more i look at someone and say even when it's someone on my team who clearly was the one who dropped the ball. When I look at someone and say, it's my ball. I accept full responsibility for that. Um, and when my team sees me do that, it, that is a good career tattoo, the opposite of someone who, who just will not accept responsibility. Um, that is a really nasty-looking tattoo that gets stretchy as you get Ooh. older. Ooh. Um, and then the third one is not being teachable. You know, some a, a tattoo that it, as somebody over time um, makes the impression of I can't change this person. They they won't change and develop in the right ways. That's a that's a deadly career tattoo. One other one. Yeah. I know we said it. three, but no, I'll give you a four. As many as you got. All right. And this is this is not permanent, 
but it's significant. Trying too hard, too much self-promotion, it's not a good career tattoo. In other words, the harder we try, the further away from what we really are trying to build we'll get. Um, so I, I look at those as career tattoos that we just do not want to have. Wow. You, you said a mouthful. So I, I want to just put some corresponding thoughts to those as we you know, wrap up the show here. So character. The mark that it leaves is this person's not credible. Yes. That's, that's hard. To, I don't know that you can recover from that one. Uh, and then you talked about um, not accepting responsibility. And I'm trying to give one words here for, for the listeners. So character, we're talking about your credibility. Um, not being responsible, not owning up or owning the situation. You might as well just use the, the, the opposite word, irresponsibility. That scares me yes. as, as an owner, manager, boss. That would scare me. Hard to trust that person. Yeah, oh, it is. Um, uh, hey, you may be a great guy, but I just, you, might drop, you might drop this, and, and my family eats on this. Yes. You know? um, and then um, not being teachable. If I had to find one word, David, I'd say humility. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have humility. You're, you're not willing to kind of sit at the feet of the teacher and learn. You yes. know, whatever, and the teacher could be your boss. The teacher could be this bad thing that just fell out in front of. Are you going to learn from that? So humility seems to be even when the teacher is someone you don't respect and you don't want to listen to, still being teachable in that moment. That's right, and that takes a great amount of humility and and really grace sometimes because you could be you could think you're right, but you got to be you got to be humble. Um, and then too much self-promotion. Well, that's just one of the deadly things out there, right? It's pride. Yes. And so when your credibility is ruined, when you're labeled or you've shown to be irresponsible, when you don't have humility and you're full of pride, those are things that can kill you. And so when we think about that, everybody hears those and go, Ugh, I, I would never do, I don't want to do that. And, and here's what you've heard over the last couple of, of weeks. My, we teach our kids this. We teach our kids, you choose, you make your decisions, but you do not get to choose your consequences. Yes. And I would say a reputation's kind of like that. You can do whatever you want to do. Yes. And you could, this your ball. You can, your career's your ball. You can run with it however you ru- want to run with it. But you don't get to choose how far beyond or behind you the reputation that creates goes. Right. Anything you'd wrap up with as you know, we close you know, it I, out? I would say we're in control of so very few things in our lives. We think we're in control of a whole lot. You can't ultimately control everything about your relation, your reputation. Right. What you can control is your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. That's what you can do. And so, you know, what what I what I think is not not trying to control the outcome, but controlling the one thing you control, which is yourself. Yep. And just doing the right thing when no one's looking, that's what really develops uh, someone who ultimately is going to have good character. I got to tell you, I love this show. I, I love this show because I'm not giving you five steps to be your boss's boss. We're just talking about the things that make you a better you right where you are. Yeah. 
And if you're like knocking you out of the park, you will stand out in the workplace. Listen, guys, there's not a lot of competition. Everybody's trying to get out of there. Everybody's trying to break out of the four walls. Here, uh, if you listen to some of the advice of, uh, of David and many of our, our owners and managers and professionals, you can really be on your way in the workplace. And I think that's a good way to wrap up today's show. David, thanks for the two Thank days. Thank you. It's been great. Me as well. I appreciate having you. Listeners, thanks for your support. Again, to my producer, Christian Wittig. Can't do the show without you, buddy. Thank you. Uh, go to rawittig.com. Leave me a message. Tell me what you like. If I sucked, tell me that too. That's fine. I want to hear it. Uh, and if you've got a really good career question, I've had some come in. Let me give you a disclosure. Been on vacation for a week and traveling the past week. We will get you some answers. And if I really like your question and think you can help our listeners, I'll call you. We'll schedule a time and we'll get that conversation on the air. Until then, we'll see you next week. Have a good, good, productive work week. Be blessed. Bye-bye.